This is JFM Podcast. On a daily basis. All I'm trying to say is that within Pangshin local government, from 1999 till dead, we have never been to the Senate. Leading to critical social, political, and economic conversations by those who matter. If you chop alone, you will die alone. He did not chop alone. So it is his turn to chop. Today, look at the consequences. That is such a man that had the timidity, the audacity to talk to a governor who still produced, produced the highest votes in 2015. In 2015, what happened to him? He insisted that his own boy would be governor. The best journalists are seeking all the hidden answers with active citizens reacting. As at the time that Solomon left office, that was in 1983, there was a very big gap between 1983 and also 1999. Seriously. Join Bonsak Fire and Gilbert Joseph as they talk to those that matter to enable you grip with the issues. Weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. on Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 FM. A very good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsak Fanab. Today is 23rd of October 2023. is a brand new week, Gilbert. Yeah, a brand new week. We thank God. We thank God. It's something we shouldn't be taking for granted, Ponsak, yeah. considering um, the, the way things unfold in our country, Nigeria. I mean, it, it literally can be anybody, regardless of your status, the high and mighty, mm-hmm. or even the lowest of the low in society. These things can happen, security situations here and there. But when you also look at um, the efforts our personnel are putting, I think you can't take away the credits that they deserve from them, working all night long. I mean, it's unbelievable. Ponsa, good evening. Yeah, well, good evening. I would like to wish the president of uh, Beku Birom Educational Cultural Organization, uh, the president worldwide, that is Dara Dudu uh, Daliob. Today is his birthday. Happy birthday to uh, the Jagaban, you know, the president of Beku worldwide, you know. He's, he's such a jolly good fellow, I would say. Uh, if you know the Jagaban, you know, very closely, you know that he's just a a jolly good fellow and one thing that i do love about him is that anything he pulls his heart to you know that's what he achieves uh, he has done well i would say for the preservation of Biram culture and of course african culture because it's people like this you know are like him that we uh, see some of our cultural relics we see some of our cultural um fabric you know the food even the architecture you know, he has done well to uh, preserve the Birom architecture. If you go to uh, the museum, you'll see there's what they call Lala. You know, I think it's houses, how native, you know, Birom people build houses. And it's all because of his ingenuity and, and work. And uh, it's not only for the Birom people, but for anybody who wants to understand the past and where we're coming from, you know, as human beings. So happy birthday to you, the Jagaban, the president worldwide of uh, Beko, uh, happy birthday once again. May God bless and keep him. Amen. Well, Gilbert, uh, welcome back uh, from Abuja. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, my brother. I mean, how was the trip? <laughs> it was good. 
it was good. Overall, looking at, you know, the start to finish, so everything was good. And um, it's it's incumbent that we thank God, Ponsak. Yeah. And, of course, you're in the court uh, live. Talk to us about what happened. Summary is, there's going to be a rerun election in Plateau yeah, well, State. Well, we know that, but um, the feel, the ambience, <laughs> how was it like? I, I saw a few things with the sixth sense. You know, you know that happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was trying to tell you, but um, um, it's something we, we shouldn't be prioritizing at the moment. Yeah. Um, according to them, the honorable justices, you know, there has to be a rerun election considering the facts and their findings. Um, after all parties presented their cases on appeal um, before them. And it is to the effect that the PDP, having not satisfactorily obeyed the order of Justice S.P. Gang in 2020, you know, um, shouldn't have done what they did in terms of fielding those candidates. And um, of particular interest and worthy of note is the fact that Justice Arbank said, constituents have the right to elect their representatives and that is what the court was so so careful not to take away from the people and as a result there has to be a rerun election and he made that case in point when he was you know reading out the judgment that had to particularly do with um, honorable musa aga avia Excuse me, I'm Mohammed Al-Kali of the PRP. Oh. You know, so he had to underline that. And according to the Lady Justice, she said, um, all registered political parties are permitted to take part in the rerun election. That's including the PDP. Yes, including the PDP. Of course, it's so a registered it a political party. Is it matter of English? Or because uh, yesterday, friend uh, Stephen Card was, you know, and I must say that he was very, very, although he's a card carry member of the APC, but uh, yesterday we were having a conversation with him and he was very, I would say, he he looked at the, how he looked at, you know, the whole issue was very, very unbiased. Not unbiased, number one, but it opened my eyes, you know, to another perspective, you know, on how he was looking, you know, at the matter and uh, for me, I, I really gain a lot, you know, from there because if you say, I wonder why the APC got that the PDP would be mm-hmm. excluded, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, from what the judge, like what you're saying, mm-hmm. she said that all registered political parties that participated a fresh rerun election, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, well, I, I don't know where the APC people, you know, I, you were in court. Yes. Maybe there was some basically. Kind of Pansak, th- 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 there's nothing about semantics to do with that. It's people merely being sensational, and um, it's quite unfortunate. And of course, the fact that people are impatient before they draw inferences on matters such as this. Mm. It doesn't make sense when you see a number of the things flying online. I mean, you know the way here in the station we reported this issue holistically. Yeah. Yeah. But for you to now come up to see people taking screenshots and then cropping to the levels that suit their narrative, you begin to wonder, is this the same thing that a credible medium as this reported, you know, that people are trying to just doctor well, I, virtually? I was, yeah, Gilbert, I was very happy that uh, <laughs> people found, you know, I mean, JFM is where you get credible news information, you know, to enable you to make a decision. 
And yesterday, you know, we reported even those who don't like us and those who like us, uh, I saw a lot of them, you know, they were all applauding uh, what really transpired. And it kind of gave people, you know, um, a feel of what was going on, you know, in court yesterday and the right information, you know, because you were there on ground, uh, you, you know, and you saw it all, you know, from start uh, to finish. So, well, uh, kudos, kudos, I would say. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Well, uh, I think we should just introduce our guests and start the conversation. We have a scholar when it comes to election matters. He has written extensively about uh, elections in our country, and uh, his books are available, you know, for the public to purchase if you love to. Uh, before the end of the program, he's going to tell us where and how you can get his book, uh, his books, you know, for uh, your reading. His name is Barista Polycap uh, Damada Tao. He's the uh, he's a director of research at the Government House. Good evening. Thank you very much, sir, for coming. Good evening, Ponsak and Gilbert. Um, good evening to listeners. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, I can see you with uh, two books. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, at least the Constitution and the Electoral Act. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, when you when you heard the news about the judgment at the Court of Appeal yesterday, not at the appeal the National Assembly, what, you know, came to your mind as a scholar, you know, that has written about elections and read, you know, research about, you know, these things extensively? Um, firstly, I want to start by saying the, the Court of Appeal is the last court concerning National Assembly matters as far as election petition is concerned. Mm. So, the jury is out, there's a judgment given by the court, no matter how we feel about it, rightly or wrongly, there's a judgment that is out. Mm. And whatever discussions we can have today would just be academic because it doesn't change anything, right? Yeah. We'll look at the issues and all that. But you see, as lawyers, we, we, we say we are slaves to the law. So when the law says, says something, we, we, we don't have a choice. We can't go around it. We're stuck by it. That's why sometimes, even when a judgment is given by court, lawyers will always might want to contest. That's why you go to the appellate court because you'll say, look, this judgment does not align with what we think should be the true position of the law. Mm -hmm. So that's the essence of the whole of this discussion. But when I heard um, the judgment based on snippets, you know, text messages and WhatsApp messages and some even audio messages, I was, I was alarmed. I was worried. I was shocked. Shocked because um, it doesn't tally with what we understand as the, the position, the true position. And of course, you know, judges are human beings. Mm -hmm. We are all humans. We are, we are, we are fallible. We are mm -hmm. not infallible. That's why sometimes when you are appealing a judgment, you can say the, the court erred or there's error of, or misapplication or misunderstanding of the facts and all that. So within that context, I have looked at the act again and... There's the Electoral Act 2022. Yes, the Electoral Act 2022. And let me just go to one or two of those 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 issues. You see, election petition is too generous. We have said this so many times, and it's not an all-purpose court where all parties can come and discuss all issues. Mm -hmm. The persons who can go to court, who can go to the tribunal, are delimited by the by the by the Electoral Act. Right? The issues that you can take. To the tribunal as election petition matters are also limited by both the constitution and the electoral act and the parties of course and we all know there's a clear delimitation be between what is a pre-election matter 
and what is an election matter and we have we have highlighted this a number of times based on supreme court judgments mm-hmm. and court of appeal judgments so we're a bit worried when in some of the snippets that we got that uh, the court now was talking about failure to obey court order and due process those things do not constitute what the constitution do not within our understanding what the constitution defines as pre-election matters not even talk of them being election matters yeah but yesterday uh sorry to call you there mm. yesterday one of the judge uh, gilbert you were there <sighs> uh, is it a she or he that said that uh there's no female at the bench yeah all men. okay okay <laughs> despite the fact that uh is a pre-election matter that doesn't give pdp you know the right to operate based on its whims and caprices because the pdp has a constitution uh gilbert you were there that's sure. justice abang justice abang you know <laughs> uh, in I fact mean, you know what that matter is not even a pre-election and matter. in addition barrister he said nomination of candidates can be either a pre-election matter or a post-election matter if it is contested by another candidate of a different political party that's the first time i'm hearing that i'm telling you that's the first time i'm hearing that as as, as someone who has been a student of election petition the only two things i know that the supreme court have decided as matters that can be both pre-election matters and election matters are firstly the um the the, the, the your form your form cf001 what you feel on your form cf001 and you have issues with them whether there's forgery and all that that's that's the first issue and the second issue is the voter register because the electoral act allows you to litigate on the voter register and you can also raise issues of non-compliance or corrupt practices on the voter register as both a pre-election matter and an election matter these are the two issues but the issue of nomination the issue of 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 who is a member of a political party in fact the issues of congresses to nominate party leaders of political parties and or organs of political parties and or members of political parties are not even pre-election matters in fact they are pre-primary matters not to even talk of um, a course of action under whatever guise under the guise of failure to obey court order that's not a course of action that is known to our electoral jurisprudence whether it's even pre-election matter or, or, or election matters you get my point anything that happens once INEC draws out brings out its timetable and says Bagam, you can go ahead and start doing conducting your congresses and your primaries issues of congresses and primaries right once the timetable time comes out any action that happens before the election and on the night of the election they are all pre-election matters and I've said here before, I've, I've said it here, there's a court of appeal judgment that says, even there was, there was someone who went to court and said, and, and on the ground of corrupt practice, and was alleging that the, 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 the respondent was giving out Maggie on Friday of the election. The court said it's a pre-election matter because this thing happened on the, not on the day of the election. So what constitutes an election matter are the matters that, 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 that happen on the day of election. Mind you, excluding your form, your form CF001, that's form EC9 and the voter register. These are the two items that survive both pre-election and post-election matters and these matters have been settled by the supreme court so to begin to go back to issues that even predate the pre-election season and begin to raise issues of failure to obey court order assuming that pdp did not obey the court order of which you all know that pdp was in obedience of the court order assuming but not conceding that pdp was in disobedience of the court order no 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 tribunal no court has a jurisdiction to hear that matter because worst case scenario is a pre-primary matter issues of election and appointment of party organs 
party officials, membership of political party, setting up of party organs, and the right to contest election, primary election, all pre-election matters. So no tribunal can question the validity of the nomination of another candidate at the tribunal level, much more so that the person who is challenging that issue is not even a member of that political party. And I've said it here so many times, I've sounded like a broken record, and it is clear the laws are there. I will, I'm going to do some sections of the, yeah. of the constitution. Yeah. The issues of qualification, what are the things that survive both pre-election and, and, uh, and, uh, and, and election matters? There are issues that you feel on your form CF001, what we now know as form EC9. And the constitution is very clear on disqualification. Those are the issues that can disqualify you, to say you are not qualified. Issues of running mate, right? Issues of citizenship, is issues of uh, limitation of tenure. For example, a governor who, is, who has been elected twice cannot go on the third term. Issues of lunacy or unsoundness of mind. Issues of criminals, criminal, criminal sentence, undischarged, uh, bankrupt, or you are still in the employment of the public service and you have not retired or resigned and you are contesting election. If you are a member of, of a secret society or you have presented forged certificate to INEC. The constitution is clear. And the Supreme Court on countless occasions, countless plethora of judgments have delimited these issues and have said these are pre-election matters and these are post-election matters. Even if a political party does something with impunity and nobody challenges it at the pre-election level, the matter becomes stale and spent and cannot be activated at the tribunal level. So we are worried. Fine. There's a final judgment on it that says all parties there should be a rerun and that all parties should go back for, for, for a rerun. Let me even go to the issues of the orders. It's, it's an academic discussion, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. more like I'm writing an article. Yes. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but audio article. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? You see, there are only there are, there are only two there are only two orders clearly by section 136. On the ground of disqualification, you can't make an order of, re, of, of rerun. There are only two grounds by which you can make order of rerun in an election. Firstly, there's a ground of non-compliance. If you say, if you come under the ground of non-compliance, then the court, if the court is convinced, the court can nullify the election and order for a rerun. Or if you come by the ground of corrupt practices, then the court can nullify the election and order for a rerun. But if you come by the ground of disqualification or the ground of majority of lawful votes cast, it's either the court throws out the petition or a winner is declared. On a normal basis. That is, no, it's not even not a normal basis. Oh, constitutionally. It is section 136 of the Electoral Act. It provides for the orders that a court can make based on the four grounds of election petition. Let me read out, if you have the time, I'll read Yes, it. please, yeah, says, go ahead. Yeah. Subject to subsections 2 and 3, no subsection sections 2 and 3, I will, when I get there, I will, I will raise them, right? If the tribunal or the court is there, determines that the candidate was not returned as not validly elected on any ground, the tribunal or court shall nullify the election, right? And order the commission to conduct a fresh election not later than 90 days, right? That is That was the order that the court gave. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, subject to sections, subsections 2 and 3. Subsection 2 says, where an election tribunal or court nullifies an election on the ground that the person who obtained the highest vote at the election was not qualified. That's qualification yes, now. Yes, yes. Right? The election tribunal or court shall declare the person with the second highest number of valid votes cast at the election. Wonderful. Yeah, but that wasn't subject. That, that's, that's, that's the first subject. Yeah. Second subject yeah. is on three. That's, that's, that's one that I was talking about, the other option yeah. of majority of lawful. If the tribunal or court determines that the candidate who was returned was not validly elected on the ground that he did not score the majority of lawful votes cast, then the tribunal can declare the petitioner. Based, the, the tribunal can do its own competition yes. and yeah. declare. So, in a nutshell, 
after all the violence, you take your time. Go through section 136 of the letter at 2022. The law is clear. There are two, three orders that a court can make. Firstly, if it's on ground of disqualification, the only order you can make is to return return the, the, second, the, 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 second, the person with second yes. highest number of votes subject to the constitutional uh, that is the that is if it's if it's a gubernatorial election you must look at spread and all that that's the only order you can make as court right the second order you can make is order of rerun and the order of rerun can only be made on two instances firstly on ground of non-compliance and ground of majority of lawful votes cast but if you come on the fourth ground that is that the respondent did not score the majority of lawful votes cast the only order the court two orders is either the court throws out your petition or the court does its competition and declares the person that was validly Vadily, vadily, uh, you know, uh, elected. So, so that's why we're, we're a bit worried. You see, this order, by my understanding, is a relic of the 2010 and the 26 Electoral Act. You know, under those those regimes in 2006, in the 20, 2006 Act or the 2010 Act, and and also the 2015 Amendment. You know, we've had instances where the court will will will, will, will the court will nullify an election because of the disqualification of the person declared as winner by INEC, and then order for another election. And the National Assembly looked at it and said, look, this is a waste of resources. Why would we keep doing elections over mm-hmm. and over again for forgery and all that? And maybe because the person is an undischarged bankrupt or the person is a member of, of a secret society or because of the, the his running mate and all that. Why should we go and do another election? Why should we waste money? So as far as the issue of qualific- disqualification is concerned, anytime we disqualify anybody, the only thing we can do, the proper order to make is to return the second one up so that you save money. Mm-hmm. And all those votes cast for... For the person who was disqualified become voided votes. You do not countenance them in the calculation of determining a winner of that election. Election. You get my you get my yes, point. Yes, yes. As an academic discussion. Yes. Barista, let's look at um the reliefs sought by the appellant. It was ground one, which is basically that of structure, to ground two, three, four, and five. And Justice Okong Aban granted these reliefs partially. And it is to the effect that he cannot grant these things, like I was saying in the preamble earlier, he cannot grant these things completely, you know, um, because of the fact that constituents have a right to elect their representatives. I'm driving somewhere and that's for you to help us clarify individuals or parties who qualify to take part in the rerun as, you know, it's taken all over the place, you know, that certain parties or a certain political party wouldn't be participating in that election. Now, help us to understand what it means to grant reliefs partially and what a registered political party is. Because the court said all registered political parties will be taking part in the elections. And the underlying topic for discussion, again, is whether or not this means the PDP will need to conduct fresh congresses within these 90 days before eventually producing candidates for these two elections and then fielding them? Well, uh, thank you for lumping the questions and making it difficult for me to ask. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, but I wanted to save time, really. <laughs> sorry. Um, you see, the issue of rerun, under the 2022 Act, Electoral Act 2022, there is no rerun that says you should exclude any party. If you read the Act, it's clear, I just read it here. The concept of rerun is that you go and do the election again because there was non-compliance or because there was corrupt practice. You can't do rerun and say exclude another party. That's a relic of the 20, 2006 Act and the 2010 Act. There's nowhere where it gives the court any power to exclude another party on rerun. If you disqualify a candidate, you declare the second person as, as, as runner-up. But to say that there should be a rerun and the other party should not be on the ballot is completely not available in this new Act. So there's, In fact, even the court said it. 
although we had issues with the order, but the court said all parties. Mm-hmm. All parties means all parties, all those who nominated candidates. And you see the issue of nomination. You see, I don't want to talk about the issue of nomination because I've spoken about this in countless times here, but I will still talk about it. Who nominates a candidate? Is it the party? Is it the state executive or the or the national executive? We have of the, 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 the national working committee of the party. We have discussed this thing before. Absolutely. It's as basic as that, right? Yeah, yeah. It's as basic as that. And remember, there was a time I spoke about the case of Ita Ejekede in, in Ondo State who was challenging Akele Dolu's nomination. And he said there, there, was no, there was no valid ESCO based on the constitution of AP, OP, APC, right? And because there was no, there was, there was a caretaker committee. And the caretaker committee was a strange, strange contraption. As far as our laws are concerned, and even the, the, the constitution and the laws of the APC, right? The Supreme Court said even if there was no ESCO as anticipated by the APC constitution, would we be right to sit here and nullify a nomination that was done by members of the political party simply because of the person who forwarded the name? I don't know whether you get yes, my point. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a caretaker committee of the, of the National Working Committee of APC that followed the name of Akira Dolu. But still, the Supreme Court said it's none of our business. It's a party affair. It's, a, it's not something that, that, in fact, you don't even, nobody has a low cost to challenge it unless you are an aspirant, uh, aspirant with the person. You see, the reason why we keep having this confusion is because the laws keep changing. For every election, you have a new law. Yeah. For every election, you have a new law. So by the time you are through with appreciating the old law, a new one comes out and tinkers with a number of two things. And then because you are still steeped in, in the concept of what used to be what was obtainable in the past, you find it diff- very difficult to accept the new regime. <laughs> this is the new regime. And the whole idea is so that you don't bog down. There must be an end to litigation. This matter came up as far back as 2020. And it was a pre-primary matter. It was a matter about party organs of PDP in Plateau State, not even the National Working Committee of PDP. It's as basic as that. And some persons have latched onto that as if it's the end of the world and are making a storm out of it. But of course, um, I don't want to go into some of those polemics. polemics. But you see, um, a court can, can misapply. A court can have can make one or two errors. They are human beings, like I said. So that is just it. But as far as the law is concerned, and as far as constitutional interpretation of uh, interpretation of the constitution and the electoral act by the Supreme Court, which is the ultimate court in this land, these issues are very clear and are straightforward. And we have discussed. We all know them. We have discussed them several times. But you see, um, people uh, people people celebrate these things because it suits them. But the truth is there that this is what the law says even if there was some misconception or if even if someone bends over backwards to you you see in election petition you can't there's even no equity in election petition Hmm. the concept of what is equity is strange (laughs) to the doctrines of election petition you cannot say kai this thing is not right this thing is not fair let me let me as a as a judge bring justice no election petition is black and white and it cuts through regardless of whose ox is God. And the courts have said this so many times, even if the person didn't do the right thing, the person who is questioning, is he the proper person to question? If you're not the proper person to question, you throw it out. Why would someone who is a Melissa interloper who has no business with the, with the contest of what happened within PDP at the plateau north central level, within the context, within the context of, of, of Senator Simon Madcon or Honorable, Honorable uh, Agavia. Aga, Agavia, have the locus to challenge the activities of what transpired? Not even at the level of pre-election, but 
party organ at the level of state. For God's sake, how far do you want to take it? Then maybe we should go back to the to the to when the PDP was registered and said and say that some people didn't sign the document when PDP was registered in 1998 or 1999. You get my point? Yeah. yeah. As far as the spirit of the law is concerned, you know what happened in Bielsa. I remember what happened in Bielsa. That PDP, yeah. you yeah. know. Yes. You know it cannot happen again because the law has also been amended to ensure that only aspirants. We have said this in countless times. Yeah. Only aspirants. Only aspirants. Only aspirants. That's even at the pre-election level, and I've said. In, I think it was in Mimiko's case. It was still in the Ondo, Ondo, Ondo case where the Supreme Court defined what qualifies a matter as a pre-election matter, issue of qualification as a pre-election matter and, and an election matter. And I've said it's the issue of your form, right? Your form serves to those What you see on your form serves to those And also issues of the voter register. These are the two things that the Supreme Court, to, to begin to now say the issue of the validity of the nomination is both a pre- and a post-election matter is completely strange to me. It is not in any of our law books except now. But you see, it's still strange. Because the presidential election petition tribunal, even at, at the at, in, 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 Peter Obis matter and, and Atikus matter, have said it. You can't raise those issues. It's issues, a election matter. But you see, there was, the, the, the other people who tried to explain to say, no, this one is different because it's about structure. Have you ever heard the word structure in, 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 in the electoral act or even in the constitution? You can't contract. You can't create something in the figment of your imagination and latch on it and begin to... Except if you want to amend the law. Go and amend the law and say um, issues of uh, state executive can can be raised as a cause of action at, at, the, at the tribunal level. It, there is no cause of action that talks about party leadership at the tribunal level. There is no cause of action that talks about the person the, the person who forwards your name. For as long as your name has been forwarded to INEC, nobody can challenge your, the forwarding of your name by INEC within time at the tribunal level. The only thing that the person can do is look at the forms you have tendered and the, the documents you have attached, whether they were forged or not, or that whether you didn't meet the basic requirements of qualification. Like, you're not, for example, you are not a Nigerian and yeah. you, are, you have contested governor. Mm-hmm. You, are not, you are disqualified. I've said it on this strange backdrop. Or you're a member of a secret society. Or that uh, you're under a criminal sentence. Mm-hmm. Or you have not resigned, you're, you have not resigned from, from, a, from a, what do you call it? From civil service. The law is clear. Please, the law is clear on the issue of running me. But how does it? Clear. Yeah, how does it? This judgment of yesterday, how does it help to scholarship when it comes to, uh, you know, the election petition tribunals and of course the appeal? Well, the only thing you can do for scholarship is to do a critique, write an article, and raise issues, you know, on it, and then maybe when the national assembly is looking at reviewing or amending the act again, mm. then you can make laws to take care of such, uh, such, uh, well, I don't want such such eventualities unforeseen some of those things can come up for example if the other people want to make the issue of structure uh, and election matter they should they have members in the national assembly <laughs> they should try to make that part of our laws but as far as we're concerned it's not in our laws it's not in our laws yeah. and don't also forget that INEC was not even a party at that matter it was it was an order it was it was a matter uh, it was it was a it was it was a matter at the state high court and don't forget in under 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 the new legal regime state high courts don't have any jurisdiction on both pre-election and election matters. State high courts don't have any jurisdiction on both both state, both pre-election and post-election matters. It's like saying there was an order of the Sharia Court of Appeal and you didn't obey. That's, that's how I see it. Because you don't have jurisdiction. Or there was an order of the magistrate court that a political party did not obey. And then because the political party is in disobedience to the order of the court, then you, 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 you nullify an election. That's, I can, it's akin to that. Because the state high court doesn't even have jurisdiction. To, on any issue that has to do with any matter that has to do with INEC as far as uh, pre-election and, and election matters are concerned. 
let's look at the new practice direction. You mentioned something, you know, you said there has to be an end to litigation. Yes. This 90 days rerun, uh, the rerun within 90 days, if I may put it, does it in any way affect the end of some of these litigations? Because that's one thing that kept crossing my mind, you know. The new practice direction, we understand, stipulates that all litigations must end at a point, at a given point in time, so the business of governance can continue. What is the implication of the rerun election? Oh, it's, it's not practice direction. Okay. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the constitution. Okay. Oh. If, 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 if a rerun takes place, it's a fresh election entirely, so new petitioners will arise <laughs> and new respondents will arise and the circle continues. Hi. So for, for in the, you, you get my point. But all I can say, based on the order of the court, is that all parties, because this new act does not envisage a situation where you give an order for a rerun and you exclude any political party. All parties that were that, that nominated candidates for that election who are on the ballot, all parties on the ballot. So PDP is going to be on the ballot, and I can assure you by the grace of God, PDP is going to win the election vote, and Senator Simon Madcon is going to win his election, and um, Avia. Is going to is going to win his election. All right. Well, but just not. In case you just, uh, you just tune in, we've been having a chat with uh, Barista Polycap Damadatao. Uh, is a election expert. He's a scholar, and he has written extensively about uh, some of these issues. And we're having a chat with him on the judgment at the Court of Appeal yesterday uh, that pertains to the National Assembly uh, appeal. Well, a uh, lot of I mean yesterday, <laughs> but my phone was you know buzzing. <laughs> Every now and then, and people think that's that expected. You I know have, everything. Yeah, you know you, you say, have look, this information at church. I'll just, I'll just say, look, mm-hmm. the same way you are confused, that is the same way I am confused because I'm not a lawyer uh, and I don't have, you know, the facts of the matter. But we're so glad that uh, Barrister uh, Datawas helped us. Although he said that, uh, well, this is just academic exercise, but I think uh, uh, we're seeing light. Sure, you know, I'm. Sure. I'm, I'm uh, grappling with the issue. Zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven, or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine, or go to Facebook at JFM Live to drop your comments and on X at JFM Just. I would love to hear from you. Let's take the first call. Hello, good evening. Thank, Thank you for calling. Well, sir, good evening. Thank you for calling. Sorry, from Refuge, I greet your guest. Uh, yeah. Thank you for calling. Yeah. Listening. Uh, if, if, if to say I have your phone number yesterday, I would have called you also. <laughs> yes, because um, everything got us confused. And uh, uh, to many Plateau people, it has been um, a serious confusion uh, all around. The, the truth here is that I've said over and over that electioneering matters. When a state, local government or nation uh, be, uh, have allowed their election to be decided by the judiciary. There is a lot of problem. Uh, there's, I think there is a lot to amend to these issues. Uh, bordering questions, and I don't know how far, how long it will be answered. What happened in Imo State makes everybody agitate and uh, trouble is looming around Imo State. What the laws, the core technicalities are becoming serious problems to what the citizens or 
people of a state make their rightful choice of. It's a very serious, pathetic situation. I think uh, the Houses of Assembly representatives should go in and look into the things that is plaguing our electoral system and start checking and looking forward to how to make laws that are more firm and areas that are looking so weak because the English use is becoming a problem in the issue of passing judgment. Yeah, well, the, yeah, well wrap, up judgment, wrap up your thoughts. Wrap up your thoughts. Some of these yeah. judgments cannot stand precedence in law. So I want to urge for an amendment and this 90 days and the 100 days before you determine the judgment should be changed into 14 to 13 day, uh, 30 days. Thank you. So that electoral matter can be handled. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Sorry, we got to you late. Zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven, or you call zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine. Hello and good evening. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Good evening, Pastor Silbert, and the first in the studio. Go ahead. We're, we're listening. Tell us the name, please. Thank you, Amusa Ike Kalo, calling you from Holbuti. We're listening. Thanks for calling. You see. The greatest mistake we make is that we fail to learn from our mistakes. All these things we are talking about, congresses, structures, or new structures. What we want to hear is that how do these structures started? Does it start from the local government's wards up to the head? Or even if there are structures, was the whole 17 local governments or local government in Plato State participated? Because there are so many litigations still going on on these local governments. How many of them participated? So we should forget about all this issue of God's federalism. Play the game according to the rules. Allow Nigerians to choose who to them in all categories. But whether the local or any aspect, clear yourself. Allow Nigerians to choose who to them. We continue saying the judges, the judges, the technicalities, get the leaders and all this. Are you not doing the magumabu? Are you not doing the technicalities? You are suppressing people. And at the end of the day, you keep on blaming, blaming the judges. Well, I hope that we will get to the drawing board and play the game according to the rules. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, zero eight one two one eight seven 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 seven. Hello. Thank you for calling. Thank you very much. This is the boss of Thank you for calling. We're listening to you, sir. Thank you very much, Consul. I just have a very brief question. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> it's expected that uh, two people should be able to know who are uh, having the case in the court that he doesn't have structure. Is it from the PDP members? Is it from the PDP members? We want to know those who are the problem between the PDP, not other political parties, because you know how any political party will allege that PDP doesn't have structure. It may have eliminated from the party members, PDP members. So we want to know them for that. Now, why can we continue to share this? And cut just can cut a lot a political party apart from the PDP, which has been alleged that they don't have structure. We want to know the PDP members. Who are saying that if they, if they come from the party, let us know them. Please. That is just my question. Bring them on here. Let them clarify. 
Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, uh, Barrister just said there's no one like structure. Uh, but let's, after this call and then Barrister will reply, then Gilbert will come in with the comment on uh, the internet. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Once I get and the guest in the house. Good evening. Yeah. Tell us your name and join the conversation, please. Isha Ali from here. Yeah, please turn down the volume of your radio or you turn it off. In fact, is the phone that is very sharp. I am far from the radio. Okay, go ahead, sir. We can hear you. Um, initially speaking, we had what happened yesterday. That all that I would like to tell the citizens of the state, this thing, there is a hand of uh, desperate politicians in this. But we should not them so that even if the rerun will go, not only northern senatorial zone, what happened will still happen. Will still happen even more better than what they, they, they imagine. So they should know that this is the wish of plateau people. Forget about this structure or something that they are talking about. That is not our issue. Once those that will govern us the way that God wants it and people of Pakistan want it. And I would like you to go. Uh, they were saying that PDP uh, should be excluded in the in the election in Pakistan because they don't have structure. I was away, so I don't know that the real PDP will still participate. Will that issue of structure is absent or is still there or not? I want to clarify. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Barista uh, Polika, please go ahead and respond to some of the comments. Okay, um, I think it was Jerry, right, that was talking about why should we allow the judiciary to decide? As, as as sad as well it, um what i can say is that the election dispute resolution mechanism is still part of the electoral process okay. and uh, for 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 scholars our understanding is that in fact election even begins from from uh, population census because it's on based on the census that you that you now delimit constituencies create constituencies create you know territorial districts and, and that hasn't been done so for many years yeah, in but, the country but it was done before yeah so it's part of the process yeah so even after a winner is declared um litigants persons who are candidates who participate they have the right to ventilate if there are issues you know to query the process mm. you know whether there was corrupt practice non-compliance and all that whether there was mail calculation so that that uh, resolution process is still part of the part of the process so that persons can can ventilate and it's, it's, it has been like that right from the 1998 decree that brought in this democracy till date. For every election, we always have an amendment. We've always had an amendment to, mm. the, to the act. And then we keep having tinkering here and there. And then we are struggling to meet up, you know, with the new, with the, with the additions and subtractions and the attempt by the National Assembly to try to ensure that after every circle, issues that come up, burning issues that come up, and that where it appears that any lacuna, you try to resolve those issues by amendment. So there is even no harm in doing the amendments. Remember what happened in, in I think it was, it was Kogi State, where before a declaration, a candidate of the Comitoria election, one of the candidates died. You know, yeah, there yes. was a lacuna. No one anticipated yeah. that such yeah. kind of things, you know, such kind of thing would, would happen. So it is, it's healthy. It helps our democracy. And these kinds and types of discussions and phone calls also, 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 also help the process. And someone asked the question, must all, 
all the all the local governments participating in Congress. And one of the reasons why even the party decided not to involve some of those local governments because they also had issues in court. So the party didn't want a situation where it would be involved in twelve local governments. And then you now yeah. raise issues. You now raise someone raises issues about them. Even in even in the general elections, what's the total number of the registered voters in Plato? Mm-hmm. I think it's almost two million. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But yes. how many how many of these people turn out for election? They would you now say that you invalidate an election because some people did not turn up for the election. You you do an election based on the person's based on the turnout. But if someone says, I came to vote and I was chased away, you see it's a completely different thing entirely. It means the person was disenfranchised. But if the person decides to read newspaper at home or to watch TV, would you now say that the election is nullified because the, uh, the person did not vote? No. You get, you get, you yes. get, you get, you yes. get my point. So it's the man who comes out and gets accredited that votes. So the vote that will count is the vote that has been, that has been accredited and has voted according to the law and, and, and counted and collated. Right, so someone has asked a question who are who, uh, that's Antipas, if I'm right. That who are the, the persons challenging? He's <laughs> clear, they, they are, all I know is that they are not members of PDP, they are challenging a process of the party leadership, the process that was supposed to saw the emergence of leadership for PDP in the state. That's the state executive. Is how laughable can that be? How basic can that be based on the 1999 constitution, based on the electoral act 2022? You are challenging these issues at the tribunal level. And you are saying you have the locus. And you are saying the tribunal should have a jurisdiction to look at those issues from, 20, from 2020. And some people have, I've had some people try to talk about the Zamfara scenario. Mm-hmm. The Zamfara scenario is completely different from this one. What happened in Zamfara? Firstly, it was a pre-election matter. Secondly, it was the same members of the political party who are challenging themselves. Mm-hmm. There were two primaries. One was done by the National Working Committee. The other was done by the state, 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 state working committee of the party, and there was conflict because they ran out of time, and the Supreme Court disqualified all of them because even the submission was done out of time, and the submission was done by the state executive of the party. How does that relate with the one on the plateau? It's not on all fours. That of plateau is not even a pre-election matter. In fact, it's a pre-primary matter because it happened before before Anna gave out notice for election. <laughs> you know when Anna gives out notice for election? Yeah, yeah. That's when pre-election matters begin to germinate <laughs> and begin to sprout. But this one was even before the notice of election by INEC. All right. Well, Gilbert. Jama, as you say, <laughs> Gilbert, go ahead. Oh, my God. Zauri Timna Labar says, the judgment is really confusing. If PDP has no structure, I hope the party that came second would have been declared winner. Why the fresh election to be conducted again? Is PDP participating in the election or changes to another political party to contest? I think Barrister answered that. Ephraim Choji says, Honestly speaking, I think the whole story is not clear. And we need the judiciary to be transparent in handling some of the issues on ground. It's only God that will help us. Frederick Sunday says, Why the rerun if all political parties will participate? Gucho Muchi says, You go explain, Taya. All right. Albert Dagza says, Understanding judicial proceedings and judgment only takes a learned person. But be that as it is, the judiciary should know that its judgment can serve as sources of law, hence the need for a logical and uniformed judgment. Felkuka Gowan says, It was really confusing, but like I know... Okay. Like I know what she... Okay, I don't get that. Higher to... Determination Kiaram says nothing like confused regarding yesterday's judgment. 
PDP doesn't have valid structure to sponsor any candidate on the plateau state, and therefore they cannot partake in any election. You see that. You see that. Dimas Bala says, this is the reason why we can't have dividends of democracy and good governance because of the contradictory and biased judgment by some judges. Ready, unfortunate. Okay, really unfortunate. You meant to say that in Nigeria as at today, elections are won based on technicality rather than on the ballot box. Politicians spend one year in court, one year for campaign, and the remaining two years for recovery of what they lost in court and during campaign, which way Nigeria. Comrade Longat Dawood says it's truly the judiciary is truly the judiciary the last hope of the common man in Nigeria. When elections are being announced and the loser continues to deny the winner of the election opportunity to give government to his people by going to court. Cyprian Mafia says, I am confused concerning the judgments by the several levels of the court. I want the erudite lawyer in the studio to please explain regarding the Senate and reps yesterday, which he did. David Mark Sambo says, the judgments decided yesterday were very confusing. All I know is that if elections are going to be conducted on the plateau, free and fair, PDP will always win the APC. People are desperate. We are going to fight to retain our mandate. Mercy Yao says, Where is the way forward for the poor that judiciary needed to protect? Therefore, I call on them to come out, okay, on people to come out and vote the PDP. Donzi says, Nigerian judiciary sees Nigerians as if they do not they do not go to school all the arms of government are not transparent we need to see ourselves as one nigeria charity harley says the judiciary and INEC should help make nigerian elections credible please pantok luca says the judgment really confused some of us but the joyful thing is that those that voted that's the electorate in the election before are the same persons in those constituents to vote in the rerun election. But the rerun election might uh, decelerate the dividend of democracy in the constituent. All right. It's Holy Boy says, Good evening, seriously. Nigerian electoral system has failed us the masses because nowhere in Nigeria we can have free and fair elections. But as the case may be, we are ready for the rerun without any fear. We go again and PDP, Gida Gida, Namuni. Anthony Nando, let me take this as the final comments. Yeah. INEC and our judiciary should help make Nigerian elections credible, and I call on the people of Just North to come out and vote for PDP. Let me read out some uh, posts that we got on our platform X. Uh, Kumben Bishtu is saying, PDP is to blame itself for everything that is going on now. I just hope at the end, Plato will succeed. Um, Ephraim Choji saying honestly speaking I think the whole story is not clear and we need the judiciary to be transparent in handling some of the issues on ground it's only God that will help us you say Dimas is saying in Nigeria politicians spend one year in court one year for campaign and the remaining two years for recovery of what he or she has lost in court and during campaign which way Nigeria Plato first son is saying it will be easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for Caleb Mutfang lawyers to prove to the Supreme Court that Plato PDP has structure. Caleb Mutfang is gone. PDP Kunyi... No, that's not true. Feeling. He's deceiving himself. <laughs> well, 
okay. Um, this comment, Ungoyak Lamuna is saying, Victory for Democracy on the Plateau. The true certified copies of the judgment should be transmitted for the public to see because all this audio explanation by your guests cannot <laughs> sing well in my mind. Uh, Solomon Shingyo is saying, Is it possible for PDP to conduct a new Congress and still participate in the fresh election? Uh, Doms Kasman is saying there's nothing confusing about yesterday's judgment. It's very clear that PDP doesn't have the structure to, to sponsor any candidate for any political office in Plato right now until they obey the court's order uh, to conduct a fresh Congress in or to produce a valid structure. Nosyango Gomjohn is saying all of us are confused. I'm hearing different inter- interpretation. But I don't know why we are having double standards in the same country with the same issues. Why is Plato State case different? We are waiting to see how things will unfold. The people love PDP, you say. Uh, okay, please go ahead, uh, Barista. You, you see, um, it's, it's, it's more like a catch-22 situation where the, the Americans say, damn if you do, damn if you don't. You are between the devil and the deep blue sea or between the rock and the hard place. When there was an order for that party congress that was that was a pre-primary matter, immediately the order was given. The, the agitation was that obey the court order, obey the court order. The PDP now set up a caretaker committee. They say you are in disobedience of court order. Why didn't you conduct congress? How can you conduct congresses, a repeat congress without setting up a caretaker? It's a caretaker that runs the, the congress. PDP obeyed, PDP ran a, a fresh congress that saw the emergence of the present leadership of the party. So there's, this, there's, there's a leadership of the party at the state level. I don't want to say structure. Because when you say structure, you're saying a completely different thing. If you say structure, you're talking about the membership of that political party. as a structure of that political party. Those are the people who came out after... You know, when you talk about sponsorship, even sponsorship, right? It's a pre-election matter. But this one, you're talking about the people who were involved, assuming that is the state executive that does the, the, the sponsorship. You're talking about the process that saw the emergence of the people that manage the sponsorship. Can't you see how 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 we have boxed ourselves like in a black hole? You have entered a place where you can't where you can't come out to now make a matter that occurred before a pre-election matter as not even a pre-election matter but an election matter. You say PDP blame itself, like I said, it's like a catch and two situation. Whatever you do, they will always that's that's politics. Your opponents will want to exploit whether well, they would just want to hold on to anything, right? And when you say my explanation is audio, yes, this is an audio interview. <laughs> so, and if you have a contrary opinion, I think you are free to come and express yourself. But I've said this more like writing an article and to look at the issues critically and to say, look, these are the issues that are wrong with it. And we should all be worried because if, if, if something goes wrong on Mr. A today and you are happy and enjoying that on Mr. A tomorrow, it will, it, will, it, will, it, will, it will come back on you. If the law says something, please let's stand by the law. If there are processes and there are procedures and there are clear court judgments that show how this thing should be done, let's not change these things because it doesn't affect us or because it suits it suits our interests. That's that's as simple as that. And I've given examples, clear court, and there are, there are authorities on that. I can't come here and start throwing mm-hmm. reeling, uh, them out. reeling 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 judgments to you. And you see, I've said on the others because those are the ones that have been made public. Because even the cost of the judgment, the court just went straight introduce the issues and then we, we don't know the reasoning of the court how the court looked at the ratios how the court resolved the issues for determination right we'll look at them when the when the when 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 the, when the certified copies of judgment is out but what we have out there is the order that and you know these orders are statutory 
the orders that a court can that a tribunal can make are statutory orders. The electoral act provides those orders. Nobody can create an order out of anywhere to say, I as a tribunal I have given this order that is not in the electoral act. All right. And I've watched this the section I have read, section 136 is clear. If it is on disqualification, this is the order you can make. If it's on non-compliance, this is the order you can make. If it's on corrupt practice, this is the order you can make. If it's on, you understand what I'm saying? These orders are, you can't change them. That's how election petition is. So if you have made an order, is the order in the, and you see, the, in the, in the, on the act, when you order for a fresh election, what is akin to a rerun election? It says all parties. You can't make that kind of order for a rerun or a fresh election and say you have excluded another party. I've told you, these are relics of the, of the, of the 2006 and the 2010 act. So for anybody to begin to speculate, that there's an order for a fresh election and that a particular political party, uh, PDP in this case, will be excluded. <laughs> it is not in this law. Yeah, thank you. So where can people get your books uh, to read? Um, to the, buy. The, the books are available. There's, there's a bookshop, Plateau Club, any law bookshop. And, or if you, you know, we do, if you call my number or any, you ask, I'm available. I'm, I have digital footprints. Once you just type my name, those details okay. will come out. But okay. those books are there. They are, they are, it's a series. It's eight. I it was um, in 2014. There was uncovering election rigging. We had to preempt, prevent, and prove and legal issues and trends in the nomination of candidates in, by political parties, objections to jurisdiction and arguments. We have arguments in election petition appeal. We have a guide on pre-election. Those books are out there. Okay. And you. Um, you can you can critique them. You can say what I've said is wrong. Come here and talk about it. Or that um, it's part of scholarship. It's part of scholarship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you very much, uh, Barrister Polycap Damanda Tau. Thank you very much. Thank well, you for but no but final word. Okay. The PDP was generous because the APC had its fair share of internal crisis, is it crisis or wranglings. You remember Isha say and some of the issues yeah. there, but they didn't pounce on all of that. Yeah, well, uh, the, the news will come your way top of the hour at 6 o'clock. Do have a good evening. Bye now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast. 